This morning, if you will grab your Bible, turn to Mark chapter number 16. We're going to be studying out of Mark chapter 16 today. For those who don't know, you don't even know what day of the week it is because you've been quarantined so long. It's Sunday, and today is Resurrection Sunday. This is the Super Bowl of every Christian. This is when we come together and we celebrate that our God is alive. Now, let me tell the truth. We celebrate every Sunday that God is alive. No, no, no. Let me tell the real truth. We celebrate every day that God is alive and our Jesus is alive. His tomb is empty this morning and we have we have proof this morning that His tomb is empty. We have eyewitness accounts. We use our Bible. We choose to believe the Bible at Riverside that the Bible is a reliable collection of historical documents written by eyewitnesses during the lifetime of other eyewitnesses. They report supernatural events that took place in fulfillment of prophecy. They are divine, not human in origin. We here at Riverside believe in Sola Scriptura, and it's a Latin phrase that means the Bible is the highest authority. Yes, we do. we adhere to the local authority for the safety of our congregation, but our highest authority is not the Constitution of the United States. It's not the local sheriff. Our highest authority is not the pastor. Our highest authority is not the deacons. Our highest authority is not the denomination. Our highest authority, somebody, is the Bible. Amen. We also believe in Sola Fide. It's a Latin phrase that means faith and faith alone. That means we have confidence and trust in something. Our confidence and trust is not in our government. It's not in our denomination. It's not even in our neighbor. Our confidence and our faith is in sola Christus, a Latin phrase that means Christ and Christ alone. It's Jesus alone that we have trust in. He's the only thing and only one who's never let us down. Amen? And we also believe in sola gracia, a Latin phrase. Sola gracia, that we are saved by grace and grace alone. Nobody here has earned grace. It was bestowed upon us. It was given to us by kind God to dirty, rotten, wretched sinners like the song refers to that we are saved by grace alone. We also believe in sole deo gloria, a Latin phrase that means for God's glory and His glory alone. That means this morning we are not gathering in our parking lot to give ourselves glory or to make anybody else feel good about what we're doing. But we're gathering this morning to give God glory, to give Him praise for what He's brought us through, brought us to, and how He'll keep us and hold us even through this pandemic. This morning we're asking you to turn to Mark chapter 16. This morning we're going to look at the resurrection of Jesus Christ. As we begin there, I do hope you've got a copy of God's Holy Word. You can use your phone or you can use your um, your Bible, a hard copy. But either way, have a copy before you this morning. Never trust the preacher. Always have the Bible in front of you here this morning in Mark chapter 16, verse 1. Let's read together. When the Sabbath was passed, Mary Magdalene and Mary, the mother of James and Salome, brought spices so they might anoint him. Now you might wonder, why are they going to anoint a dead man? Well, you must remember they took Jesus off the cross in a hurry on that Friday for they were getting ready to have the Passover and they didn't want that unsightly image in front of the worshipers of a man suffering. So they tried to, they killed all the thieves by breaking their legs, but when they came to Jesus, he was already dead. So then quickly they pulled him off the cross and put him in a tomb, but they didn't prepare his body with 
spices. They would rub a hundred pounds of spices because it was a Jewish tradition to mask the smell of a rotting body outside the tomb because whenever you come up on something that's in rigor mortis and dead, it stinks to high heaven. But this morning, I'm going to go ahead and tell you that Mary and Mary Magdalene did not need any spices to cover a dead Jesus. Amen, somebody. They didn't need any spices to cover up a dead, rotting body for Jesus is alive this morning. He said they, it says here in the scripture from the eyewitnesses, they went there to anoint him. And in verse number two, and very early on the first day of the week, when the sun had risen, they went to the tomb. You see there, it says that the sun had risen and you might almost say that they should have wrote an S-O-N, but it says S-U-N, saying that the celestial body that was risen, but the Son of God, who's the source of all light, had already risen when they got to the tomb in verse number 3. When they were got to the tomb, they said to one another, Who will roll away the stone for us for the entrance of the tomb? For these young, these women were going to the tomb to honor their Savior, their, their master and their rabbi, but they were weak in their endeavors. They were wondering who will move away the stone so they can get to the body of Jesus. But let me tell you, Jesus always intervenes for those who are weak and feeble. Amen. That even though these weak women were coming to the stone and it separated them from Jesus. God had already worked that thing out. The stone was to be rolled away. They just didn't know it yet. Amen. Uh, they were on the way to, to honor Jesus in his death but they little did they know it was not beknownst to them that Jesus was alive. That who will roll away the stone for us from the entrance of the tomb? And verse number 4 and they looked up and they saw that the stone had been rolled away. It was very large. There was a stone that separated them from Jesus. And this morning there is a barrier that separates people from Jesus this morning. And that is the offense of sin. People have sinned against the Holy God. And it goes all the way back from Genesis to now in our time and age that there's a separation between us and God. But God, but God, amen. Somebody blow your horn this morning. But God rolls away the offense this morning. He is the one who who takes away the barrier between us and Jesus. For if He does not take away the barrier, there's no way we could get to Jesus this morning. In verse 4, and looking up, they saw that the stone had been rolled away. It was very large. In verse 5, entering the tomb, they saw a young man sitting on the right side, dressed in a white robe, and they were alarmed. They went in to see the body of Jesus for the, the, the stone had been rolled away. And if the stone had not been rolled away, they would not know what was taking place inside the tomb. But God didn't roll the stone away so that Jesus could walk out of the tomb. You must understand, believer, this morning. God rolled the stone away that we can peer and look inside the tomb and saw that He's not there for He is risen. Our Jesus is alive. And they look in and see there was one who was heralding His resurrection. It was an angel speaking to these ladies and telling them that Jesus is alive. He was dressed in white. The reason He was dressed in white 
he was letting us know as fellow believers, even though we wear rags of filth and stained garments of sin, that we will be washed and cleaned by the work of Jesus Christ this morning. Here he says, and entering the tomb, they saw the young man sitting on the right hand dressed in a white robe, and they were alarmed. In verse number 6, he said to them, Do not be alarmed. You seek Jesus of Nazareth who was crucified. He is risen. He is not here. Here the angels heralded his birth back in Bethlehem 33 years earlier as the shepherds were in the fields taking care of their flocks and all of the heavenly hosts burst forth with singing and saying, Peace on us, goodwill towards men. Now finally there's recompense between God and man through the Messiah Jesus Christ. Behold, a Savior is born in Bethlehem. The angels held His coming and then the angels held His resurrection on that Easter morning as He told them that He is no longer here. Do not be, al- do not be alarmed that Jesus of Nazareth who was crucified, He is risen and He is not here. See the place where they laid Him. Look, use your eyes and feast upon the resurrection of Jesus Christ. Amen. Somebody, verse 7, but go tell His disciples and Peter that He is going before you in Galilee. Notice that the angel says in verse 7, go tell the disciples and Peter. Now you might say, why did he say and Peter? Well, you got to know the story. If you ain't read the book or seen the movie, you don't know what's going on. But let me, let me break it down for you this morning. There was a time when Peter denied Jesus and walked away from Jesus. He was accused by a little girl in, in the foyer of Pilate's uh, uh, courtyard. She said, weren't you one of Jesus' disciples? And Peter said, no, I don't know the man, and ran off. And he betrayed Jesus denying that he even knew Jesus. So the angel says here, go tell the disciples and Peter that Jesus is alive. Oh, you must understand, believer, this morning, if you ain't always walked right and you hadn't been holy, that God beckons you this morning, that God is more than a second chance God. He's a God who shows grace and mercy, even if you ain't got it all together, even if you're a man of mistakes or a woman of error this morning, even if you're a blatant sinner, that God is beckoning you this morning to be His disciple. He cries out to you, grace and mercy for Jesus is alive there you will see him as he told you is what the angel tells the ladies to tell the disciples that Jesus will be there physically that Jesus was alive he was not some kind of phantom he was not a ghost that the very Jesus the flesh and bone who died on the cross the man you see you must understand that Jesus died like a man that proves he was a man but on the third day when the stone rolled away he stood up like a God blow your horn somebody amen my Jesus is alive Elvis is dead Muhammad Krishna all the Heath Ledger the, the best joker on the Batman series is dead. But Jesus, Jesus is alive. Amen. James Dean is dead. Amen. But Jesus is alive this morning. Ronald Reagan is dead. But Jesus is alive. In verse number 8, And they went out and fled from the tomb, for trembling and astonishment had seized them. 
And they said nothing to anyone, for they were afraid. How could this be that this young carpenter who, who died on the cross rose again on the third day? It must be true. They were astonished. They were shocked. It shook them to the core for the Jesus they walked with and spoke with, saw Him do the miracles, saw Him walk on the water, feed the 5,000, called the blind to see, the deaf to hear, and the lame to dance. This Jesus, this Jesus is alive this morning. And I'm telling you, believer, that Jesus is alive. We state our being. We state our identity. We state everything that we are. That Jesus is alive this morning. For if Jesus is not alive, church, we are in some tough waters. We are in bad shape this morning for our whole life has been wasted but we have over 533 eyewitness accounts that Jesus rose from the dead. I want you to feel it in your bones. I want you to feel the goose pimples this morning. I want the hair to stand up on the back of your neck that Jesus is alive and if He's alive church He can hear us in our time of need. He can hear us as we're walking through the valley. He can see us on the mountain top and he can see when the mountain is on top of us. He can give you peace of mind. He can give you sweet sleep when you trust in him. The scripture tells us in Isaiah chapter 26 verse 4 I will keep him in perfect peace whose mind is set on thee. If your mind has been in the threshing floor of this world and you've had no peace and you cannot sleep because you are worried and anxiety has wrecked you put your mind on Jesus if you have spent your days looking on Facebook and looking at gossip and worrying, then put your face in the book of God and study His Word and He will give you peace. If your anxieties have been choking you out and you have trouble, 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 then set your eyes and your, your hope upon the hill of Calvary and know that Jesus is not on the cross anymore. Lo and behold, He's not even in the grave for our Jesus is alive and we set our hope and our our trust and our confidence in this very fact on this resurrection Sunday that Jesus is alive. Amen. That Jesus is alive. Amen. And if Jesus is alive, He ain't here for no dead church. He's here for His living bride. And we know our hope is not found in the government. Our hope is not found in our ammo stash and our bunkers. Our hope is not found in the apocalyptic idea and plans that we have set before ourselves to get us out of this mess. Our hope is not found in the stock market or our, our army. Our hope is found in Jesus Christ. Flash your headlights. Blow the horn. Give God a praise this morning for our Jesus is alive. This morning, I, I, I about preached my voice out. and I, I'm thankful that we got some speakers because my voice is going out. I want to thank you for coming this morning here to Riverside Church Drive-In. I'm, I'm, I'm excited. I'm glad that you're here. I know that I didn't preach but about 14 minutes. But I promise next week we 